Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Someone shout, fresh air! And, um, and what we're going to be unpacking in this series is how to live a life empowered by the Holy Spirit without being weird. Is that all right? So that's messing with some religious folk, and that's okay. But I need you to hear me. How to live a life empowered by the Holy Spirit without being weird. And oftentimes, that's because we have a misconception of the Holy Spirit. And I want to help you today uh, further understand who the Holy Spirit is and how he operates and functions in our life. And, and uh, I want to read to you from a passage found um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth. And we'll just, we'll just kick this off. Right? It says, let us give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the merciful Father, the God from who all help comes. He helps us in our troubles so that we are able to help others who have all kinds of troubles using the same help that we ourselves have received from God. Just as we have a share in Christ's many sufferings, so also through Christ we share in God's great help. If we suffer, it is for your help and salvation. If we are helped, then you too are helped. Do you guys see the pattern here? Thank you, Reuben. I appreciate it. If we suffer, it is for your help. And if we are helped, then you too are helped and are given to strength to endure with patience the same suffering that we also endure. So our hope in you is never shaken. We know that just as you share in our suffering, you also share in the help we receive. We want to remind you, friends, of the trouble we had in the province of Asia. And here's really when we're going to spend most of our time today. The burdens laid upon us were so great and so heavy that we gave up all hope of staying alive. We felt that the death sentence had been passed on, but this happened. Someone shout, this happened. This happened so that we should rely not on ourselves, but only on God, who raises the dead. From such terrible dangers of death, he saved us and he will save us. And we have placed our hope in him that he will save us again. I love the pattern of help here because many times we are being helped, but we don't know where this help comes from. And the Bible says that it's the help of God. But I want to identify for you the help of God. And it's found in John chapter 14. And we're going to read simply from verse 16. It says, then I will ask my father and he will give you another, another helper. So Jesus is our help. He's our helper. He was our help here on earth. He was the help of the disciples. Look what it says. And he is the spirit of truth. And, and the world cannot receive him. It does not see him or know him. And you know him. Because he lives, he, he lives within you. He will be in you. And look, verse, verse 25, it says, I have told you these things while I am still with you. The helper 
is the Holy Spirit. The helper is the Holy Spirit. And he will teach you everything and help you remember everything I have taught you. I want to tell you right now that the primary role of the Holy Spirit is to remind you of the life of Jesus and the message of Jesus. And Jesus, before he left this earth, in the next verse, look at one of the last things he, he says and does. He says, then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. I want to preach to you this message. If you're taking notes, the first installment of our series, Fresh Air. This is the first installment. And, and, and if you're taking notes, write this title down. It's, oh my God, I can't breathe. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, oh my God, I can't breathe. No, say, pero, 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 mira, pero, pero, mira. No, oh my God, I can't breathe. Oh my God, I, I can't breathe. O-M-G, I can't breathe. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes, and pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're in this place, and I believe that you're going to blow off a breath of fresh air into the life of this church and the, uh, the life of our people, oh God. Uh, we pray, Lord, that you speak to your people, Lord. Use me as a vessel, God, to share this word in the next 40 minutes. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shouts, amen and amen. Can we give God one more shout of praise in this room? Um, man, you look good. You look so good uh, this afternoon. Uh, but I want to ask you a question. Has anybody ever been out of breath? Have you, have you ever been out of breath? Why are you asking, Pastor Rowe? Is it because you have an interesting, funny story to share with us? I might. Many of you guys know our good friend, John Miranda. John Miranda is uh, one of my closest friends. I've been in a relationship with John Miranda for how long, John? Maybe about 11 to 12 years. And if you know anything about John Miranda, is that John Miranda does not like play fighting, which to me is an invitation to play fight. And so, so for years, I've been bullying John Miranda because he doesn't like to play fight. And so I, I like to play fight with people that don't like to play fight because I get to hit them, but they never hit back. <laughs> and one of these days, John remembers, I, I cornered him in, in my house, and I, and I just started lumping him up with the left, with the right, with the left, with the right. And, and he's just like, oh, what are you doing? And I said, I'm beating you up. And John gives up and John throws himself to the floor, collapses to the floor. And of course, my self-esteem was raised that day because I conquered my, my foe. Except that I think that John had enough because a few weeks later, I'm coming out of the Cayuche residence and I'm entering my car and I offer the Mirandas a ride home. And so as I'm getting into my car, I put my hand on the top of the door of, of my car and out of nowhere, someone shout out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, I promise you, I do not exaggerate to you one bit. John cocks back his hand and gives me a right hook to the ribs. And all I go, <gasps> oh my God, I can't breathe. I start hyperventilating, I can't breathe. I'm like, oh, 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 oh come on, God, I can't breathe. John is looking at me like, he's saying goodbye to his family because he's new. He knows his funeral is right around the corner. Maylene is looking at him. He was like, goodbye, kids. I'm sorry, guys. Maylene is like, what did you just do? 
What did you say? And I look at John, and I said, why would this demonic influenced man do this to me? I could not breathe. And, and so as men do, John took responsibility for his actions. And he said, Pastor Roll, I'm sorry. And I'll let you get your hair back. And that's what a man does. Come on, somebody. And I love it because John was like, John was like, John was like, anytime, any place, anywhere, you can get your hit back. And I said, you are a prophet. <laughs> and so John, um, uh, weeks go by and, and, and it's a Sunday and we're preparing for service. And in and, 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 and that time, there was like a little office that I was, I was sitting at and I was preparing my message. And John comes and he brings me some coffee and is on his way. I said, John, today's the day. He goes, Pastor Roe, right now? We're about to start service. And I go, right now? He said, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. He goes, hey, I promise you, this is what John did. He was like. <laughs> he, puts his, he puts his hands on the wall. I cock back. And I punch him with all I got in his ribs. And John takes a knee. <gasps> oh! I can't breathe. And then I remember John has asthma. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I saw the headlines, Pastor Kills. I saw it on a Sunday before church. I saw it. And I just started, I, I started going into panic mode because I was like, oh, my God, John's going to die. And even worse, we are about to start service and we don't have a sound man. It's like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. I, and at that moment, what happens is that you're just trying to, you're just trying to get a breath. You're trying to, you're trying to get, a, get a breath. Have you ever felt like, like somehow life has, has punched you right in the ribs unexpectedly? And, and it felt like I wasn't expecting that to happen. And it just sucked all the air out of you. Have you, I, I, I know we all go through situations and circumstances, but have you ever felt like you couldn't get your breath? Have you ever felt like, oh, oh my God, I, I, just, I just can't breathe. I, I can't breathe right now. And, and, and maybe not physically, not, not physical asthma symptoms, but maybe in our soul, maybe in our, in, our, in our inner being, it feels like, man, it just, I can't get a breath. I, I, I can't, I, I need I need to be refreshed. I, I need a breath of fresh air. Matter of fact, maybe, maybe it doesn't feel like I can't breathe, but it might feel like, you know, it just feels real congested around me. It feels like life has me to the point where, can I just, can I just get a, a, fresh, a, a breath of fresh air? Oh, you, 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 ever, you ever walk into the, to the cold when you need some ventilation and you're like, ah, a breath of fresh air. Maybe that's what you feel like at, the at, at this time and I want to tell you that if you feel like that this afternoon, maybe you feel like, I, I just need a breath of fresh air. I just, I just feel like my, my life feels like I, I'm not getting enough oxygen. It just feels like I'm not operating to my full capacity. It just feels like uh, the walls are closing in on me, and, and it just feels like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not doing what I'm called, and so I just feel... I need, I need a breath of fresh air. If that's you today, you've come to the right place because... Uh, we are talking about a life infused and invigorated by the Holy Spirit. And, and, and it, contrary to what many believe about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as it's defined in the Bible, we see it about 800 times in the Bible, that God is letting us know 
that there is a need for every single one of us to, to, to be dependent and operate under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So 800 times you'll see it in the scriptures where it says this word, Holy Spirit. In other translations, it'll, it'll translate it as Holy Ghost. Everybody shout Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. So in the New Testament, our Bible is written in the Greek. And it's also written in the Hebrew. And so in our Bibles, in the Hebrew translation, you'll see it this way. It'll say, Ruchach. You, you got to sound like you're spitting a lungy when you say that. Like, Ruchach. Everybody say, Ruchach. Ruchach. What, is, what does it, Holy Spirit mean? So in the Bible, what you'll find is the Bible will translate the word Holy Spirit. We translate in English as Holy Spirit. But the word that we're translating when we write Holy Spirit is this word in the Hebrew found in the Old Testament where it says the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. It's this word, Ruchach. Ruchach. What did you learn today in church? I don't know, but Ruchach sounds pretty good. Ruhak, which is a wind, a breath, a violent exhalation, a blast of breath. And in the Greek, which is the language which our Greek, our New Testament is written, it's, it's pneuma. Everybody shout pneuma. See, some of you were trying to pronounce it. You were like, Panu? pneuma? The P is silent, all right? It, pneuma, which is a current of air, a blast of breath, a strong breeze and and this is what we see in the bible and in the new testament you'll see the word where jesus says that my word gives my word is spirit and it's in its life it's this word pneuma and we translate spirit we translate holy spirit um but that's what the holy spirit is so so if you ever feel like life is becoming overwhelming if you ever feel like like you're overstressed and you're over anxious and it feels like someone has brought you to the place where you're you're gasping for air then i got good news for you you don't need to look any further than the spirit of god because the holy spirit is the fresh of air the fresh air that you need to allow to in, inhale his goodness and exhale his peace. Look no further than the fresh air of the spirit of God that can come over your life. You don't need a new year's resolution. You don't need another pill. You don't need another condition. What you need is the fresh air of the Holy Spirit to come upon your life. If you believe that in this place, come on. Say, I need fresh air. I know I get it. My concern at times is because, because many times we, we're just like, like I'm good with God. I'm good with God. Me and God are good, and, and I'm good with Jesus. But that Holy Spirit, I don't trust him. Right? Like, like sometimes it's like, it's like we worship God the Father. We're like, he's a good, good father. Right, right. We talk about Jesus and the redemptive power of Jesus. There's no shadow you won't light up. I'm giving singing lessons after church, but that's another. <laughs> but that Holy Spirit, I don't, I don't know about the Holy Spirit, and, and much debate has happened with, with the Holy Spirit. Much, much uh, uh, debate and, and, and arguments have, have occurred about the Holy Spirit. And so what we've done is that we've kept the Holy Spirit in a box and it's kind of like, I, I don't trust the Holy Spirit. He's weird. I've seen the Holy Spirit do it in the name of the Holy Spirit. People have said that he's done weird stuff. And so I kind of leave the Holy Spirit in the box and, and I'm good with God. I'm good with Jesus. But you know that Holy Spirit, it was just, let's just leave him there. But the problem is, is that the Holy Spirit was given to us as another helper. 
And oftentimes, because we live the ho- leave the Holy Spirit in the box, what happens is that we begin to live this kind of like ordinary life. We come, come to church, we, we sing songs, and we, we go out, and, and what ends up happening is that we have this kind of like stale relationship with God. We have this like stagnant, dull, powerless life. Why? Because I don't, I don't know. I just, I leave the Holy Spirit in a box. And, but the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our helper. It's the breath of fresh air that our life needs to be revitalized and reinvigorated. And, and it's the thing that, that allows us to accomplish what God has called us to do. In fact, Jesus said, he says, he will remind you of my teachings. He will remind you of my ways. Let me tell you something. The best way that you can remember the life of Jesus Christ to be activated in your life is simply having an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's why he says, you are you are able to recognize the Holy Spirit because who the Holy Spirit is is the God in you and so when we think about the Holy Spirit it's like the breath of fresh air that we need to live this life above and thrive and not simply survive at the bare minimum of what God wants for us see many times we're overwhelmed and we think it's because we're overloaded Oh, this is going to mess with somebody. This is going to mess with somebody today. See, we think we're overloaded and so we feel overwhelmed. But what you don't understand is that the life that God has called you to live will always feel overloaded. Why? Because God will always cause you to live a life that is bigger than you. God will always cause you to live a life that's greater than you. And here's the truth. If you're living life only by your means and by your capability and by what you can do, I want to tell you, you're not living a big enough life. And so sometimes we feel overwhelmed and we feel burdened and, and it feels like, I can't breathe. I just, and so what happens is that we think we need to remove more things from our plate. God, don't give me that. God, no, no, I can't do this right now. I, that's not, nope, that's, that's way too much for me. And what you don't realize is, is that God will always give you something that's too much for you. Because what he's called you to do is much greater than what you are capable of achieving. And so... If we're not careful, what we'll begin to do is that we'll begin to, uh, nope, I'm good. We'll begin to reduce what God has called us to do and simply reduce it to a level that we are capable of doing on our own. See, what we'll do is that we'll, we'll learn how to do church at the bare minimum because because we don't want to feel overwhelmed. We don't want to feel anxious. We don't want to feel, instead, the Holy Spirit is saying, no, 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 no. What you don't understand is that I've designed within you, I've hardwired this need and this dependency for you to have of the Holy Spirit. So when you feel overwhelmed, it's not because you have too much of, on your plate. It's because you have not tapped into the Holy Spirit enough. And so instead of removing more things from your plate, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit to say, Lord, I know that if you've placed this in my path, I know that if you've placed this in my way, I know that if you've placed this on my plate, it's because you have called me to accomplish it. I know it's because you are promoting growth in my life. If you believe that in this place, give God a shout in this room, oh, oh, Lord. And so I'm going to tell you, 
With the power of the Holy Spirit, there is no mountain you can't climb. There is no giant you can't conquer. There is no task that's too difficult. There is no mission you cannot accomplish. And there is no temptation that you can't get past. There is no experience you can't go through without peace. The Holy Spirit is there. Jesus said, I am sending you what you need. And his name is the helper. Someone shout, fresh air. Nah, somebody shout like you mean it. Somebody shout like you preaching today. Somebody shout, fresh air. He says, I'm sending you a helper. And, and in John chapter 14, he makes it clear. He says, he says, a helper is the Holy Spirit. The Father will send him in my place, and I will teach you everything and help you. And he will help you remember everything I have. He, here's what Jesus is, is leaving his disciples. He's, he's forewarning them. He's saying, listen, you are going to go through some stuff. He says, when I'm gone, you're going to be looking for me because you're going to need some help. But what you don't realize that the help that I'm giving you is in you. See, they were looking for Jesus because he was the physical, visible, tangible Jesus. But Jesus says, it's good that I go because if I go, I'm sending the helper. He's saying, the good, it's, good, it's good that I go. It's good. You need to understand something about Jesus. It's good that he left earth because the moment he left earth, it wasn't visible, physical, physical, tangible Jesus. What it was, it was that the Holy Spirit began to dwell on the inside of his people. It wasn't that the Holy Spirit was coming upon his people. It was the Holy Spirit was indwelling his people. And Jesus says that the best, thing for, for, uh, the best thing for you to happen is that Jesus will ascend to heaven so that the Holy Spirit can descend into your life. And so we see this example. We, we see the evidence of this comfort and help that the Holy Spirit gives as a breath of fresh air. We see it in the life of, of Paul. Look what he says. I, I'm going to read it as quickly as possible because it's a lot of verses. And uh, it says, let us give thanks to God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the merciful Father, the God from who all help, everybody shall help, comes. He helps us in all, the tr in all troubles so that we are able to help. Someone shout help. Others that have all kinds of troubles using the same help that we ourselves have received from God. Just as we have a share in God's, in Christ's many sufferings, so also through Christ we share in God's great help so if we suffer it is for your help and salvation if we are helped then you are too helped and given the hope in you and never it is never shaken we know that just as you share in our sufferings you also share in the help we receive we want to remind you friends so of the trouble we had in the province of asia and the burdens laid upon us look at all the help he is he is promoting, and he says, but here's why. Because in the province of Asia, our burdens laid upon us were so great and so heavy that we gave up all hope of staying alive. I, I like the way 2 Corinthians puts it in the New Living Translation. <clears throat> and, and in the New Living Translation, it, it says it, the New Living Translation of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. It says, we were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure we were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure what happens can i ask you what happens when when you have to go beyond your ability to endure what happens when you get to the edge of what you are capable of handling have you ever had something hit you so hard that you're saying, you're saying to yourself, I don't think I'm going to be able to make this one. 
Has it ever felt like, like I, I don't, because here's the, here's the truth. That the moment you sign up for Jesus, God empowers you to fulfill your purpose. But part of that purpose also entails the problems that come with fulfilling your purpose. And if you're still, if you're only depending on God to fulfill your purpose and your gifting and your calling, not realizing that he's also called to overcome the problems that come and the obstacles that come with that purpose, then we'll always feel at the receiving ending, the receiving end of blows in our life. Oh my God, I can't breathe. And this is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, I got to the point, I was feeling crushed. I was feeling overwhelmed to the point that I didn't feel like I was going to make it. Paul is saying, like, this is way beyond my ability. Like, like, I was in complete survival mode. Have you ever been in survival mode? Like, do you know what survival mode is? Like, you, you ever been in that place where you're just trying to make it to the next day? Like, oh, you're going to make it on Sunday. I'm like, make it on Sunday. I'm just trying to make it on Monday, my friend. Like, you're just trying to make it to the next day. And many times when we live a life where we kind of put the Holy Spirit in a box, what happens is, is that we live this stagnant life, so we're just, trying to, we're just trying to make it. We're just trying to make it to the next day, and we live this perpetual cycle of survival mode, and we're just, I just need enough air in my life to make it to the next day. I just need enough breath in my life. Oh, my God, I can't breathe. Okay. Calm down. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it to the next day. And we live a life that of surviving instead of life of, of thriving. And the Holy Spirit is saying, do you not know that I'm here? And I want to tell you, when you live a life of survival, what, the first thing that starts happening is that you start doubting. You, you just start doubting. You, you just start doubting your calling. You start doubting your purpose because you're in survival mode. And, and this is where the enemy plants those seeds and says, nah, you're not good enough. You're not worth it. Oh, you're not cold. They don't need you. This, we're, don't worry about it. I'm okay if you go to church as long as you don't fulfill your purpose. I'm okay if you sing songs as long as you stay in that doubting season, as long as you're trying to survive and make it to the next day, as long as you're, you're making the same year resolutions year after year and never achieving the goal that God has placed for you. And you start doubting. Have you ever doubted? Have you ever been so sure of something in your life and then all of a sudden now you're second guessing the whole thing? When you live in survival mode, man, you start, you start just doubting. You start doubting your relationships. You start doubting the people of God that God has placed in your life. You start doubting. You start looking at other people. And when, let me tell you, when you start doubting, you start looking other, at other people and start, you start coveting what they have. But it all started with doubt. And the second thing that starts happening is that you start pretending. <laughs> what does that mean? Is that you start, you start faking it. <laughs> you, you start front. Do we got any fronters in the house? You guys are fronting right now. Are you fronting right now? It's just, it's just like, like, we don't front. We keep it real. Stop fronting. Like, like, have you ever had to pretend? Have you ever had to fake it like, like, have you ever had to go to somebody's house and they served you a plate of food? And you took that, you took that first scoop, and they were like, how was it? How is it? And you're like, mm. I almost threw up in my mouth. And you're like, no, mm. 
Oh, you crying? It's so good. Oh, oh my God, I can't breathe. And then you have, you have the front. Oh, man, this was delicious. Meanwhile, it tastes like frozen hot water in your mouth. Hot, hot dog water. Like, what in the world did I just eat? Like, it's like arroz con gandules or arroz con... You fill in the blank. Like, have you ever had to fake it? Like, have you ever had to... Like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes we become so good at faking that we forget who we really are. Like, like we just, we're just in survival mode, so we're just pretending every single time. We're, 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 we're putting on, we're, we're putting on a f- facade, and, and then people ask us, are you good? And I'm not, like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm blessed, I'm highly favored, I'm in victory. Oh, everything's great, ah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you're dying inside. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. But on the outside, see, you're pretending, you're faking it, you're, you're, you're putting on your, 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 your facade. And, and I can't tell you, I mean, I, 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 I've been, I'll be the first to be like, I, I've learned how to fake it so good. I, I've learned, I, I know when to say amen, I know when to clap, and, and I know when to, like, I, I remember the first couple of years of my marriage, I, we got married, and oh, man, oh, we, oh, we're pastors, so what happens? We have to, oh, we, we got we to gotta fake it. We're fighting the whole way to church. I hate you. I hate you. Why are you waking up late? Why are you doing Why are you took too long in the bathroom? I hate you. I hate you. No, you. You should shut up. No, you should shut up. You should submit to me. No. <laughs> All the way to church. Fighting. Go to church. Oh, yeah. Walking through the door. You know what? You know what? We're walking. We're getting to the door. We're getting to the door. We're getting to the door. But hey, Bailey, are you ready to serve today? Hallelujah, everybody. <laughs> Pastor Roe, you're sweating. You know, it's the anointing. <laughs> like, you just start pretending. You just start faking it. You just start putting on. You just start pretending how, like, yeah, like, but you're dying inside. And what you need is a breath of fresh air. And, Jesus, uh, the Bible actually addresses this in, in Isaiah chapter 29. It says, the master said, these people make a big show of saying the right thing, but their hearts aren't in it because they act like they're worshiping me, but they don't mean it. And we find ourselves in this place. And, and I know I get it. Listen to me. I know I get it. We don't pretend and we don't fake it because, because we want to be disingenuous and we want to be dishonest and we want to be fake people. That's not... It's like, it's like just sometimes you just, you're just rolling with the punches. I'm doubting, but, I, you know, I'm not fully. It's not like I, I just, you know, we're just rolling with the punches, and I'm just trying to make it to the next day. And I don't want no one to ask me any questions. So, hey, I'm blessed. How are you? I'm good. Oh, my God. How's your marriage? Oh, my God. My wife is the best thing. And we're just pretending because we're trying to fake the funk. We're, we're just trying to get to the next day. And if you spend enough time pretending, here's where you'll end up. You'll end up quitting. Yeah. You'll end up quitting. Because let me tell you, I'll I, 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 I tell you right now, I, I was off social media for a year. For a year. I went on social media for five days. And I was like, lies, 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 lies. Lies, 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 lies. No, that food is not that good. No, your wife is not that great. No, your husband is not Val Kilmer or who, or whoever the hottest guy in the world is except me. Um, you're 
We just learn how to fake it. We learn how to put on. You spend enough time there, the facade has no foundation to uphold you, so you end up quitting. You end up giving up. You give up on your purpose. You give up on your, your dream. You give up on what God called you to do. You give up on your marriage. You give up on your children. You, you give up on, on that, that seed that God placed in you, that idea. You give up on your aspirations that God has sown in your life. Like it's just deep there and you just put it, you just give up because you don't even know. You're doubting and you're pretending. And, and what you need is a breath of fresh air. What you need is the Holy Spirit in your life. What you need is, and, and my job, I want to tell you, my job as, as your pastor is not to create people that know how to roll with the punches and go with the motion and, and just show up to church and just be okay and, and do okay. And, and that's not my job as a pastor. My job as, the, as a pastor is ensure, it's not just that you, you come to church, but it's to ensure that when you leave church, the Holy Spirit doesn't stay here, but the Holy Spirit continues. That's why sometimes we come to church and be like, oh my God, it feels so amazing to come to church, but it just doesn't have to feel amazing in church. It could feel amazing in your car. It could feel amazing in your home. It could feel amazing in the parking lot. It could feel amazing in your job. Why? Because the breath of fresh air is always following you, is always with you, and is always there to help you. You don't have to live life in survival mode. You could thrive. So here's, here's, here's the commitment I want you to make real quick. It's, it's this. Um, for this series, I want to encourage you. I want you to commit to the next five weeks. Listen to me. Listen to me. Look at me. You give me five weeks. I promise you. You give me five weeks. Pastor Roe, I have an engagement. Pastor, listen, you give me five weeks, and I promise that you will develop such an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit where you feel like you'll never have to be in survival mode again. Just commit to the next five weeks. Say, you know what? The month of January and the, month, and, and the last week of February, I'm going to commit to being here because I need a breath of fresh air. I'm not going to let 2020 be a, a, just another year that goes by and I end up the same by the end of 2020. I want to have a, a life that is much greater than myself. And I'm only going to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the second thing. I want you to invite somebody. I know you know people and I know you have friends that need a breath of fresh air. And some of them need a mint. <laughs> Don't look at the person next to you. But some of them, you know, but God, God has placed them in your life. Do you know that? God has placed them in your life so that you can, so that you can lead them to a life where they're thriving. And the, second, and the last thing I want you to do, I want you to share the podcast. Because I know that there's people that need to hear this message. And they need to hear that 
that there is fresh air waiting for them. And so for the next five weeks, we're going to be injecting fresh air. And you might feel like, I need. listen, we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need a breath of fresh air in our jobs, in our homes, in our marriage, in our relationship, in our school. And we need the Ruhak. We need the Numa. We need the helper. We need the advocate. We need the Holy Spirit in our life. Every single crevice of our life. Come on, if you believe Leave this in this place. Give God a shout in this room. I need the fresh air. And Paul, Paul says, listen, he says, I want to remind you, friends, of the trouble. He says, let me remind you that you've gone through it, but I've gone through it too. I'm going through some stuff. Let me remind you that we had some trouble in the province of Asia. The burdens laid upon us was so great and so heavy that we gave up all hope staying alive. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability. This is so good. And we thought that we never, we would never live through it. Oh my God, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I need a breath of fresh air. I'm going through financial. I can't breathe. I need a breath of fresh air. My relationship is in shambles. I need a breath of fresh air. I've let doubt sink in. I'm faking the funk. I don't even know who I am anymore. I'm giving up on God. I'm giving up on my family. I'm giving up on my purpose. Because why? Because this is, this is beyond my ability to endure. This is beyond my ability to endure. But look what happens. Look what, look what he says. He says, but as a result, we stopped, we stopped relying on ourselves. Oh my God. We stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead my God my God my God he says he says listen listen (laughs) did you hear that he says listen we were overwhelmed we were crushed to the point of death beyond our ability we couldn't breathe but what happened was that this was a result it taught me how to Stop relying on myself and start relying on God. Why? Because see, my limit is death. I don't know how great of ability you have, but many of us don't have the ability to not die. He goes, but even beyond death, we serve a God that we can rely on. That even beyond death, he raises. He said, he said, he raises the dead. Your capacity doesn't compare to God's capacity. Your brilliance doesn't compare to God's brilliance. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Can I introduce you to the Holy Spirit this afternoon? He is your helper. He is your aid. He is your advocate. The Holy Spirit is God on the inside of you. You want a piece of God? Become more aware of the Holy Spirit because what happens is that life situations and life's pressure and life circumstance would lead you to do two things either performance or reliance 
And if you work so hard and do more and get stuff done, listen, you'll just rely on yourself and you'll just perform and perform. And performance without the Holy Spirit will lead to burnout. Pastor, I feel burned out. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. It's not about what you're going through. Hear me. I know, I know, like, this might sound insensitive, but hear me. There's some things in my life that I thought I could not bear. And all I kept asking God was, take it away. God, God I, want, I want to avoid this. I don't want to go through this. But your performance will just lead you to burn out without the Holy Spirit. Is there room for performance? Absolutely. But if performance is your foundation, you just lead to burnout. What happens when you can't perform anymore? He says, even to the point of death. Well, he says, even after death, there's a God that resurrects. And I'm telling you, you live long enough in performance, you'll just start existing and you'll live a checked out life. And so you're a checked out husband. You're there, but you're not there. Oh, I'm working, I'm grinding, I'm doing. You're there, but you're not there. You're a checked out wife. You're a checked out employee. You're there, but you're not there. You're a checked out boss. You're there, but you're not there. Why? Because you're burned out. And I want you to write this last point down as we conclude. As we have four minutes and 11 seconds left. The more you rely on God, the less you rely on yourself. The more you rely on God and the less you rely on yourself, the more refreshed your life will be. The more you rely on God and the less you rely on yourself. Somebody needs to get this in their spirit. The more you rely on God and the less you rely on yourself, the more refreshed your life will be. See, when I lean into the Holy Spirit, I realize that it's not about me anyway. And so we live in this industry, it's self-help. We live in this society, it's self-help, self-help. The, the, the self-help industry is at an all-time high. Why? Because there's people that are looking to help themselves. And so you got to help yourself. you got to perform. you got to perform. you got to perform. you got to do more. you got to get more. you got to... I can't. And if we were honest with ourselves, that's as strong as we think we are on our own. I can't. We all have that threshold where we get to a point where we're like, I can't. And for you, it's different. For you, it's different. But we all get to the point where we, I can't. I just can't. And God says, the more you rely on, the more you rely on God and the less you rely on yourself, the more refreshed your life will be. This last verse, Paul says it this way. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, and I'll end right here. It says, now I take limitations in, in stride. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And with good cheer... What? And with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, obstacles, trauma, bad breaks. Look what he says. He says, oh my God, I can't breathe. Oh my God, I can't breathe. Oh, just let Christ take over. Just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. You mean 
life's pressure keeps cutting me down. And what Paul says, and sometimes we feel like, God, I'm sorry, God, I feel like I should have conquered this situation. I feel like I'm so weak in this situation. I feel like I'm not good enough as much as I'm strong. My, the strong man in me does not have enough strength to overcome everything. Look what he says. He says, the weaker I get, life cuts me down. And the more it cuts me down, I'm like, I feel bad. But look what Paul says. Paul flipped it. He says, he says no, 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 I realize, may, may, I realize that the more life cuts me down, the less of me there is, but the more room of God is being made. <laughs> Woo! Oh, so, so now I realize that the weaker I get, the stronger I get. Why? Because I'm no longer relying on my own strength. I'm realizing that my strength is not strength enough. But my, my, my God's strength superabounds anything that I could ever conjure up on myself. And he says, let life cut me down. Let abuse take place. Let situations happen. Why? Because the weaker I get, the more cut down I get, the less of me there is. And that's the answer. That the less of me there is, it makes more room for God to dwell in my life. Someone shout, I need fresh. I need fresh air. I need fresh air. I need, let, I need to let Christ take over my family. Christ take over my children. Christ take over my finances. Christ take over my mind. Christ take over my heart. I need to let Christ take over. And the weaker I get, the stronger I become. If you believe that in this house, I dare you to open up your mouth. Give him a shout of praise in this room. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.